Hey, it's Glenn James here. You're listening to Gen Z Money, and I've got Ben Kennedy joining me today from Gecko. Hey, Ben, how are you? G'day, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Mate, my pleasure. For you who may be new to my podcasts and this podcast world, take a note, and I'll put it in the show notes, episode 216 on My Millennial Money. It's a deep dive into... Gecko, Ben starting his business. And I mean, probably a lot's changed since we did that yeah. <laughs> earlier in the year. Uh, but I just wanted to get Ben on today to have a chat to inspire you about maybe starting a business or doing something different. And thanks for your time, Ben. No, no. Thank Again, thank you so much for having me. Now, I was just like, I was going to get you on to talk about interning and we will I'll, I'll briefly touch on that but I'm probably more interested in the other stuff that you're doing uh, so you've got a startup called gecko yep and you can go to at gecko yeah so our Instagram handles is um, at gecko Oz that's uh, gecko and then aus yeah um, and then our um, website is gecko.rent sweet so I guess it's it's a a peer-to-peer, how would you explain it to your grandma? Pretty much. Um, we help millennials make extra cash off items that are gathering dust in their home by lending them out. So, for example, you know, if you've got a, a spare suit, a dress, a tent, a laptop, you're able to rent those items out and then start making some money off them. Well, what's the most common item that's on the platform? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say um, dresses and suits are probably the most common item when it comes to the supply side but when it comes to the demand side and what actually gets rented out are definitely uh, speakers lights dj equipment and costumes oh so i've got two like uh i think they're yamaha self-powered amplified speakers yeah i could put them on the platform absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah sweet so if anyone wants to have a party or whatever they can pick them up from my house and and go from there all right so i'm going to get onto that but you've got this startup how long's it been going for now so, ideation was in January 2018. Is ideation inception of the idea? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, that's that's when I um, sort of thought of it. And then uh, we launched recently in uh, September. Sweet, sweet. And you're out of the startup hub at UTS in Sydney? Yeah, that's correct. So, we're in the, um, the UTS startup hub who have done, yeah, some incredible stuff for us. So, they've got uh, mentorship. Um, they lead you to industry connections and whatnot as well. Yeah, perfect. Now, so on this whole intern thing, like, is it just you that works in the business at the moment? Uh, no. So, I also have a, a couple interns that, that help me out as but well. But I mean, as in other than interns, do you have a business partner or anything? No, like, no, so? I'm sole founder. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, sweet. So, you've got interns. So, which is, so just tell me, like, what do you, what's your pitch to an intern and why do you say it's of benefit to them? Because you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. How old are the interns? Um, in some cases, older and in some cases, younger. I'd say in most cases, they're probably around uh, similar age or a little little bit older, maybe two to three years um, older. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, what's your pitch to them to get them on board and what's the benefits of them interning? Yeah, like, look, at the at the end of the day, what we're sort of aiming towards is, you know, the next Uber, Airbnb. Um, we want a, you know, a billion dollar company. Uh, that's that's our main goal. So, um, when it 
when it comes down to it, that's, I guess, our big selling point. I know it sort of sounds, oh, what's this twenty, this ambitious 20-year-old who, you know, reckons he can sort of take on the world. Um, but, you know, I've been, I've been studying entrepreneurship for the past three years. I don't pretend that I know it all. No one knows it all. Mm. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, I've spoken to many, many industry professionals to try and, you know, leverage myself and, and get to where I need to be. Yeah, and that's it. And there's no reason why the platform can't be global. So yeah, if exactly. anyone makes those comments to you, I tell them to shut the hell up. <laughs> um, basically. So, okay. So with these interns though, like if they, are they contracted on for like a six month period or like how does that work? Yeah. So there's a few um, legal rules and regulations and whatnot, but our main priority in terms of the, the actual interns themselves is to really turn this into a career as opposed to a job. I find a lot of people sort of, you know, they'll apply on, on seek, they'll, they'll sort of apply to anything. And I think that's, it's so backwards because um, what you should be doing is just finding, you know, three or four uh, companies that you really, really love, um, whether it's, you know, because of their vision or whatever. Um, and then just, pretty much pester them until you can sort of get your foot in the door. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're studying at university and your career field, there's a cool thing that's happening or a company and you thinking, how do I get my foot in the door? You'd be like LinkedIn, pester them, you know, be active. Now, like a lot of people would say, oh, well, I don't work for free and all that. What do you say to that type of vibe? I think there's sort of, there's two things you need to weigh up. Um, so number one, there's a lot of people, there's, there's financial wealth and there's also, you know, how much time you have on your hands, right? So you're, you're probably not going to have as much time as you do when you're young and, um, you need to really respect the fact that yes, sure. I may not be getting paid for, you know, three, three and a half months, but it's going to take you 10 steps forward in the future. Yeah. So that you're investing in experience. Exactly. Yes. So where, where do you find your interns? Yeah, so there's uh, a few different places. We are on. Um, we put an ad out on Jora. Um, we also have a few that know of us um, because you know we, we try and get us ourselves out there. Um, so yeah, we've had a few people that have said, "Hey, you know, would it be all right if I applied for a job?" And in actual fact, we've found that those people are probably the best. Um, whether it's you know referrals be- and, and because they've been a little bit active in wanting to intern, yeah, uh, I think it's it's actually the fact that they really love your company, yeah, and they love it so much so that they're actually willing to go out on a limb, and yeah, really and like so if you had two applicants, you can train someone to do a task your way, but you can't train someone to be passionate about your cause. Exactly right. Yeah. So, so I guess I just want to say like if you are listening and you're wanting to do something different or intern, you know, like to be honest, like I'm starting a bit of a media business. I have not had anyone approach me to intern. I mean, but I haven't asked either, Yeah. but that could be something I do next year uh, and connect with a uni or something like that because we're doing some cool things. Yeah, absolutely. Now a question for you and we were going to plan this episode, but I never plan it. And I just like having an organic conversation. <laughs> Tell me to shut up uh, if you need to. But if you had an intern that was doing your marketing, for example, yep. hypothetical, and this person, like they got your vision, they were loving what you were doing. They were good at their job. Down the track, would you formal, like, is there ever scope in your mind to formalize that person to have ownership or a decent rev split or something like that? 
like how how you see how are you like i will just contract the jobs out and keep 100 percent control or what's your where's your mind at with that yeah stuff? absolutely it definitely depends on the person so I, I would say there would have to be really something special if i were to give them equity but it's definitely on the cards if if yeah. that's the case and, and the thing is at the moment like gecko might not worth anything at the moment mm. but as you said in a couple of years it could be worth billion dollars listed you know what i mean so yeah. i guess it's just this dance of the only reason i said that is like so many like founders and big companies there was always a co-founder there was always a co-something yeah. because we can't be good at everything absolutely i think um when it comes to that what would be more likely i would say is actually them uh getting a paid position um but in saying that i think when it does come to co-founders and whatnot um I think what's really important is having um, people that are a lot smarter than you that would be able to sort of make that balance. So, for example, in my case, I can't code. So, when it comes to a co-founder, what would be better for for myself would be a tech co-founder as opposed to marketing and sales because marketing and sales... Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you've got someone who's the same as you, one's not needed. Yeah. And actually, it was interesting, like as a leader in your business, Gecko... I did a course at Stanford a couple of years ago and like some of the lecturers that were talking there uh, lectured the people who started Google and like crazy stories, right? And they were talking about leadership and how leading by example is really crap because you can only lead to the capacity that you know. So you can't lead by example in coding because you don't know anything about coding. Yeah, exactly. But what you can do is lead by design and create a system and a platform for those that you do lead to flourish within. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so if you really understand, like if you're listening, you want to do a startup or start a business and I'm only still kind of learning this in my new ventures online and all that, but I've just got to be a leader by design. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, I know cause we, we personally, I had a, um, a, a, tech employee he was he was paid and i yeah i I didn't really understand tech but i knew enough Mm. um i think that's one of the most important things is just knowing enough and knowing your vision as well so for example you you may not know how many hours it may take to do something Mm. um but in most cases there unless you get someone pretty dodge um they're going to be quite honest with you and say yeah this is going to be take this time and you can also get consultants that are able to say look yeah i think you know it probably should take a little bit more or less time and yeah and i think the problem that we've had as a society and i'm kind of ranting because you know why not Uh, i've got a microphone um (laughs) we've been brought up to this point to say work on your weakness work on your weakness work on your weakness that's rubbish. I need to know my weakness and double down on my strengths. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, self-awareness is so key. Um, and it's, I think when it comes to that weakness bit, I mean, I don't need to know and I don't need to be the best coder in the world, even no, though I've got a tech platform. You understand you know? concepts. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like, I'll ne- I understand the concept of skateboarding. I'll never be able to skateboard. It's a mm. weakness. But if I needed a skateboarder in my business, I would get one. And I'd know if he wasn't, I would know if I'm paying that skateboarder, I would know by the results if the skateboarding was good or bad 
he feels good at his job. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's the it's. Uh, I think it's called the eighty percent rule. Yeah. So it's just having yeah that enough knowledge to know whether or not they are doing a bad or good job. Mm. Um, and that, that is, you're right, it is enough. So I guess that was a cool little chat about, you know, if you are starting a business or if you want to be an intern, I just encourage you to be creative, stand out. You know, I'm employing an operations manager for my business for next year. I've had a heap of resumes. I've had all these cover letters. A few people have stood out by doing some strategic things that makes them go to the top of the pile. So you just yeah. have to be active. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, it's just little things as well. Like some guy today, he said, I'm so grateful um, because I'm currently onboarding process for for, um, software development. And he said, I'm so grateful, um, you know, for you to take this opportunity. And it's, it's just little tiny things like that. Or, you know, whether it's someone, you know, handing their resume to me in person mm. or sending a message on Facebook. Yeah, like totally. just, just all those sorts of things yeah. and following up persistence totally. is so key. And I like, yeah, that's my biggest problem. Like there's people that want to come to the podcast and like we've talked about you coming on and having a chat for like three or four months. But, you know, it's just because everyone's busy yeah. and if you're persistent, you get to the top. So just swinging back around to Gecko itself as a new startup company, um, I've got my uh, Yamaha speakers. I put them on the platform. What happens if someone steals them, deactivates their account, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we've got um, a really intense sort of um, security system. So, when you do deactivate your account, as I guess most people in the tech world would know, it archives but doesn't delete. So, we still have all that data. Um, so, the we have a four-stage security process. So, uh, number one is a bond in place. So, when you're posting a listing, um, that happens every single time. Um, you're able to put that up to, you know, $100,000 if you want to. So, I it's not say. a percentage of the value. It's actually no, I can you're, quantify. No, you are in full control of yeah. that. So, so, if I've got my speaker that's worth $900, I could put a $300 bond. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And what we try to help them through the process is we'll, we might call you up or send you an email and say, hey, you know, I saw, saw you put a listing on. That's awesome. Um, but what we've noticed is that if you're putting a $200 bond for something that's you know, being rented out for ten dollars, it's it's yeah, it's a little bit silly. Like you probably won't get any rentals from that because obviously we want people to get rentals as well. Well, and it's it's the least path of resistance. Yeah, you've got to make things easy for everyone. Exactly. Um. So other other security things we have like as everyone would know with Uber and Airbnb, the um the five star rating system. Um, we also have a vetting process, um, again, similar to Airtasker, just to make sure there's no shifty people on the platform. Sure. And then we're also on our Stripe, which is one of the most common yeah, um, payment yeah. Yeah, platforms. So we're able to track people, um, you know, if it goes past the bond and, and make sure that they're uh, remuted. Where's the bond paid. held? So it's held in escrow. Yeah, um, sure. So pretty much what that means for anyone that doesn't know, um, it's just hold held by Stripe and we're not allowed to touch that. Sure, sure. Um, so we obviously when a complaint is made about, oh, someone scratched my speakers or, or you know, broke this or that, then what we do is we do a bit of research into how much that would cost um, and make sure that people are fairly remunerated to make sure that, yeah, everything's all, yeah. all done and everyone's happy. So what would you say the best way to make money from Gecko? 
Yeah, it's actually really funny. Um, I would say just you got to hustle from it. Like that's the that's the best sort of thing to do. Um, I know you know if you if you just sort of stick something onto to Gumtree or you just stick something onto Facebook Marketplace, yeah, sure you'll get a few responses here and there. Whether you get a sale or not, you don't really know. So the best thing to I guess do is sort of find the people and where they are. So whether it's a Facebook group, so you could link um, on link on uh, gecko and pretty much say hey you know um, i'm renting this out put it on there or whether it's putting it in your instagram bio because we also have a profile where you're able to just copy and paste that and um and put it in there so that those are like the easiest ways you know where people will be like oh you know just checking this guy out he's like oh you know Mm. what's that yeah so don't sell your crap on gumtree or marketplace rent it out and get and like, do you want money once or do you want it three or four times? Exactly. It's That's a pretty income, simple question. Yeah. I mean, and it might not be for everyone, but it might be for you. I mean, so my car, I've got a second car and it's on, I think it's called Car Next Door or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to take it off because it's actually too much of a pain in the ass. Like I don't have the time to earn $30 a day. But if there was something, if, you, if you're not as time poor or if you're still studying part-time and you've got some good stuff, this is going to be perfect. Absolutely. I think it, the, the main thing is, do you have things that are gathering dust in your home? Yeah. And that's just the, the best could, way to do I it. I could put know? my um, like my KitchenAid on there. Mm, yeah, absolutely. GoPros as well, yeah, uh, I yeah. think. Because I know me personally, I've, I've done my GoPro like twice, three times. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, you know, stuff for festivals yeah because you know when people are going to you know your lost paradise falls festival and and the and beyond the valley and the like um you know heaps of people that's how i found the idea was because i needed a tent mm. um you know a gazebo uh um sleeping bag you know all these things that i ended up buying which mm. was complete waste of money and resources mm. so um you know all those sorts of things that you know people would be needing for festivals as well would be so practically how does it work like you i put my speakers on gecko yep uh someone goes yeah i booked them for next saturday they put their bond in it's pre-approved is it upfront payment yes yes so it's upfront payment and that's just to make sure that everything's sort of um safe and sound so um you you as the owner of the the speakers would be um the uh in charge of the bond Yep, yep. And then when that happens, I go, yeah, come get them from my house between 2 and 4 p.m. Yep. So I have to deal with them. <laughs> you don't You don't have to, I guess, deal with them. I think, yeah, so I'd say it's a really big pain point um, that we've found is the fact that people don't want to, you know, meet other people and whatnot. But there, there are definitely ways around it and we're currently trying to work on little lockboxes. I know... Um, I know the likes of Amazon have done the same. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're, we're looking to, you know, do a little bit of research into seeing how that works and how we can sort of implement that. Yeah, because it really is a share economy, isn't it? Like Exactly, yeah. That's our that's our main industry and, and it's amazing for the environment. Yeah, I was just about to say, it's good that we're like, we'll buy less crap. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that that's our main vision is to change consumers to sharers for the sake of mm. the environment. And everyone wins. That's it. Totally. That's it. 
All right. Well, you can find Gecko on Instagram at Gecko Oz. Yep. And um, Gecko.Rent. Rent. Sweet. And there's an app or is it web-based? It's all web-based at the moment, but yep. we're working on uh, something in the kitchen. That's yeah. for sure. Love it. Hey, Ben, thanks for coming on Gen Z Money today. Cheers. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye.